Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Idol Talk, where we explore South Korean pop culture one obsession at a time. My name is Nathan, and I'm your host. Hey, everyone, I'm Ashley. And in the words of our humble king, Key, I'm good, I'm great, because I'm grateful. <laughs> I was so confused because you're like humble king, and I was like, Key, a humble king. I know, I know. The the song is a little I don't know the meaning behind his his latest title track, but it's just a funny phrase. I'm good, I'm great because I'm grateful. It's, it's just It's giving a little conceited in a good way. <laughs> you know, you just gotta hype yourself a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks, Ashley Gabe. Hey everyone, it's Gabe, and um, you know, it's been a while since we've talked about the boy groups because they've been, you know, not charted. I think I saw a tweet where it was like, 2023 is the first year where there's been no boy group that's reached number one on the chart, like ever, so far. So we'll see if that record holds. We'll see, and as Gabe mentioned, we are going to chat a little bit about the boy groups and and male solos that have come out in the last month or so. And Ashley is going to kick us off with with the with a big one with a banger. Yes. So my recommendation is by my firstborn son, Jungkook. He this is his second pre-release single, and it was released on September 29. And the title is. 3D featuring Jack Harlow. Like I said, this is the second pre-release to his album that is releasing on November 3rd, titled Golden. Um, I just want to make a comment that pre-releases are becoming a thing now. Like I, This was not a thing four years ago mm-hmm. when we started this podcast, mm-hmm. but for some reason, like everyone is doing minimum two pre-releases or minimum one pre-release. Right. Two maximum, it seems. But anyway. I think it's a good way to sell the album because when you throw in like 10 songs at one time, it's really overwhelming. That's true. things can get lost. That's very true. So So this is a follow-up to his first pre-release, which is uh, Seven featuring Lotto. Uh, This song, 3D, is a R&B pop song. Uh, that uses impressive minimalist instrumental composition and percussion rhythms to create a nostalgic sound. They purposely made this song to sound like a 2000s pop song. And when I first heard it, the first thing I thought of was uh, Justin Timberlake's song, Senorita. Mm, mm-hmm. Because it kind of has like a, like a, not like a Latin, type of vibe to it but it's it like a little bit of of it yeah it's a little bit bouncy um the song is the song meaning is very explicit basically it's about 
him talking to someone over the phone, you know, they're FaceTiming, they're have they're like basically video sexting or whatever the equivalent of like they're just like hooking up over 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 FaceTime and he's like I'm done with the 2D I want to meet you in 3D and fuck <laughs> so yeah Jungkook is in his would that his not horn. be like 4D I know right yeah anyways he he I would categorize this as his horny era um he's talking a lot about sex in his recent releases and yeah uh overall I think it's a really good song like if you just take away like the horny meaning um it's fun to listen to it's fun to dance to I really enjoy the Jack Harlow feature and for us listeners who or for the listeners who don't know who Jack Harlow is Jack Harlow is an American um rapper he was from Kentucky he is 98 line so he's about the same age as Jungkook Jungkook is 97 line uh Jack Harlow started making music in 2014 but didn't blow up until 2017 and then his most famous song I think because this is really the only song that I know of his is the um the Fergalicious remix song, whatever the mm. name of that song is. Do you so, know? Do you I, I know don't know really anything about Jack Harlow, to be honest. So my question is, how do you think that these collabs come to life? Just as a speculation, is Jungkook like, oh, I want Jack Harlow on this track? Or does it happen in some other way? Like, is this random or not? And I'm asking this as someone that doesn't know much about people like Jack Harlow and Lotto. I have two thoughts about that. So Lotto and Jack Harlow, they're like mainstream pop nowadays. Um, They have some big hits, but they're not like, you know, Justin Bieber level. They're like, Right. And I would it's say not they're like, like A minus a... tier. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's definitely not like a Nicki Minaj idol feature. Right. right. Like she, they're not Nicki. No, they're not. They they're are. They're not Halsey. They're like up and coming. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say up and coming. Cause I mean, obviously Jack Harlow. He's been in the debut, game. For a long time. Yeah, yeah. Debuting in 2014. He's been around, but like he is well-known but like more well-known with the younger people nowadays Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so is lotto too um uh but it could be that they like their label i think they probably are maybe signed with the same label in america um another thought that i have is so the producer of 3d um I think one of the writers or producers, his name is, he goes by Blood Pop. That's his alias. And he's a Kentucky, like he's from Kentucky. Uh, He produced, I don't know if he produced or if he wrote Sorry by Justin Bieber. Like he's a really big producer. 
And because he was originally from Kentucky, Jack Harlow is also from Kentucky. So maybe this these like Kentucky boys know each other and that's how Jack Harlow got on okay. the on the song. I don't know. I don't I feel like Kentucky is not a very big place and maybe people know each other there. Okay. You know? <laughs> so do you feel like this is a little bit like this collab is a little bit random? No. Okay, so it isn't random. I think it's obviously random for for k-pop but if you consider this like a american pop song then i don't think it's random okay. because jack carlo is pretty pretty big fair enough my reactions is that yes i think jungkook is is feeling some type of way and he is using his music platform to express express himself really express and just go for it What's so funny is he did a interview with Spotify's K-pop on playlist mm-hmm. and they're asking him like, what is this song about? Like, why did you choose to create this song? And but his responses are so PG. It's like, this song is about someone that you want to meet in real life because you've just been talking to them over the phone and that's not what the choreo that's not what the choreo tells me my dear I know it's not but and then he's like the reason why I did this song is because I wanted to show listeners and fans like a different side of me you know like the generic k-pop descriptions Jungkook I've seen this side of you I've seen it I know (laughs) that's it yeah um, Gabe, did you have any thoughts on the song? Um, yeah, my reaction was just he's announcing to the world that he is already he is to get it on. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know how like okay, so imagine you're young cook, right? And you're like, I am ready to like F around. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Like, how do you go about that? Because, like, <laughs> normal people, you know, they just, like, go on Tinder or something, right? But, yes. like, if you're junk, like, you, like, you know, how does that like work? How do you make it happen? Well, you got to make it happen, and then you got to have, like, a a contract. An NDA. A non-disclosure. Yes. Yeah. You got to so, have, like, like bodyguards around like, your house. Is this his way of, like, announcing to, like, the entire celebrity class that he's, like, on the market? Like, what is the, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just very interested in, like, the actual logistics of how this would happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's so funny that people like the reactions to this video and to the choreography have been so funny online (laughs) because a lot of his dance moves are like very explicit you know like he's you know I like it girl (laughs) yeah (laughs) like and uh, people in the comments of of the video are like like I can't believe he's dancing this way like because K-pop traditionally has not been this explicit. And this is, I, people are still considering this K-pop, you know? It's still on the K-pop on playlist, even though it's all English, whatever. But uh, people are just like, 
up in arms about this, about his new image. And people also in the comments are like defending him. Like, what do you expect a 26 year old to be doing? You know, like, obviously he's out there having sex with people. Like, why are you so offended by it? So I'm team Jungkook experience life you know if you if you want to be in your horny era like mm. go ahead and do that i'm not but, offended by it who cares <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah but a lot a lot of people are and i think he I, I think he doesn't i don't think he has to care i don't think um, he does care yeah clearly he doesn't care i just think for me that i feel like the concept of sex in songs is short-lived and has no longevity right like it has mm-hmm. no like staying power it's just yes i agree the one with shock you. factor and then you got to go back to do something that you're really known for because at the end of the day seven is not really jarring anymore in the way that mm-hmm. it was how many months ago three or four months ago mm-hmm and i'm not saying that it's a bad song it's a good song but like the shock factor is gonna leave us yeah and i i agree with you my opinion of this is that of this like concept is that it's a little bit lazy like there are only so many ways that i mean i it is like witty in the way that he's talking about hooking up with this person but it's not like I don't know it's not groundbreaking you know yeah it's a good song and I think that it captures attention but for me it'd be like oh how long does it capture shock factor attention um but I mean, he could do whatever he wants at this point because he's in the top zero 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 one percent. Yes. Of K-pop idols that are outliers in the world. At the end of the day. So this two pre-releases. So are we going to finally get a title track from him for the album? Yes. It looks so like in November. His his album is going to be released on November 3rd and there's going to be a title track that's uh, released a couple days prior and the album um I think I saw that it was going to be 11 tracks that's a lot so a full length album mm-hmm. that's a lot I think I'm it's gonna sell like it. crazy I'm excited for it I was really thinking of pre-ordering it I really love the title of the album too, Golden, because mm-hmm. that's that's his whole thing. You know, he's the golden, golden matinee, and he's been do- he's been using Golden in his like stuff from the beginning. Like he, when he was doing like a vlog series, he called it Golden Films, Golden Matinee Films, or whatever. So it's so, true to him. Him. Yeah, him. that's good. That's good. Yeah. I get it from the YouTuber's perspective. I'm just like, dude, he's 26. He's a young man. Live his life. So I think we're going to leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Ashley. Moving from Jungkook 
to Dio, which my that's going to be my recommendation for this time around is Exo Dio's latest title track, and it's called Somebody. <laughs> So Somebody was released off of Dio's second mini album called Expectation on September 18th. And it Somebody is considered a, from the professional circles, it's considered a folk pop song. Quite frankly, I don't really know what that means. But I see it as a slower paced acoustic pop song that is really really true to Dio's style his simple stripped down vocals with with very limited instrumentals in the background that really highlight the ways that we know that he can sing the song itself and the album as a whole is quite nearly the antithesis of Jungkook's 3D. Whereas Jungkook is frolicking around and wanting to explore his options, Dio is ready to settle down. Ashley, yes. is that what your take of it is? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. He's ready to meet somebody the love of his life it doesn't matter how long it takes for him to wait he'll wait for the right person feel your passion ashley yes um so yes i think that's what the song really talks about somebody no matter how long how hard he's on the he's on the quest to look for this somebody it's gonna take a lot and it'll often lead to heartbreak, but he is ready to keep searching. That was my take of the video mm -hmm. or of the of the song. Um, and then music video, it's really interesting. It really highlights his kind of dual capacities in the in the K industry of K-pop idol, but then also actor. Um, in the music video, he plays a camera cameraman. And he is comforting this young girl who is shooting a commercial. And she doesn't do all that well. But at the end, like, she gets kind of sad that she doesn't do that well. And Dio is just kind of there for her at the end. And then at the end also asks her for her autograph to make her feel better. Um, I don't know why she was wearing the angel wings. I didn't really get that. But I think it's just like 2000s. It's a thing people are doing nowadays. Okay, yeah, I didn't really understand that. But um, <laughs> the music video also just highlighted his very simple acting that a lot of people have come to really like. And overall, I don't know, I just thought it was a really good 
good solid release with yes. a simple high quality song that I would expect from him no choreo just simple yes warm warm and loving good yes. for slowing us out of summer into it's like 90 degrees outside for me but fall. edging <laughs> edging towards when edging towards fall and winter I would yeah. say yes I think that this release is excellent very true to Dio um, the music video was so heartwarming. The song is very heartwarming, you know, like the meaning behind the song. Um, the story in the music video, it made me think, because Dio, Dio is this this character, like the person, persona that SM has crafted for Dio. It made me think like, is this really how he is in real life? Or... <laughs> Is this just like the persona that SM created? I feel like maybe they're one in the same because based upon like EXO videos, behind the scenes videos that I've watched, like they always talk about Dio as like a very stone faced, like really in touch with his emotions, um, emotionally intelligent, you know, uh, that type of person. And so mm -hmm. it makes me think they're one and the same, but it also made me question, like, is this really it? Because in the music video, that, like, that is how I imagine Dio to go after a girl that he likes, you know? He was comforting her, so this girl is crying because she, like, messed up in the commercial. And he just goes over to her. She's crying on the staircase. He goes over to her, sticks a bag, like a plastic black bag in front of her, and he's like, eat. That's all he says. And inside, like he's eating a popsicle. There's obviously a popsicle inside of this bag. And he's just like, eat. Doesn't even like say anything like, oh, how are you feeling? Like, I know that must have been hard. He just goes, eat. That's very interesting love languages. I think that it's one and the same. Maybe that's my bias, like talking. Yeah. My, my uh, positive affect towards him. But... I mean, he's been in the industry so long and this is what I perceive of him. Yes. And okay. even in like uncut footage and stuff, that's just, he's just like, I don't know, standing in the corner, uh, waiting for Chaniel to troll him. Like, this is just, <laughs> that's just what it is. Like, yeah. Um, Very subdued, stone-faced, as you call it. Emotionally intelligent, but on the surface, like emotionless. Yes. Like doesn't express a lot. Doesn't like to be in the, doesn't like to be actually in front of the camera, likes to be a little bit behind sometimes, which is interesting because that's what the music video also portrays. But then he's always in front of cameras, which is also interesting. <laughs> there's just like, he's like a multi-layered, like there's just yes. so much complexity out of the simple human. Yes. And they captured it very well in the music video. Yes. In any case, he also released a pre-release track, similarly to what Ashley was talking about. Even people like Dio are doing it now. And I really do think that that's such a smart idea because actually, now that I think about it, if you release a whole album of 11 songs and just have the title, that's a lot to consume. Mm -hmm. So I like how people are highlighting like one or two things before the actual release. 
and it usually makes you want to listen to the whole album a little bit more it's like okay i know the song can relax a little bit um what i particularly liked about this pre-release track which was also on the second mini album um it was called i do which again fit in well with the concept of the album which was desire to find love in my opinion um seemingly was a sequel to one of his first singles right before he left to the military titled it's okay because the music references cactuses Mm -hmm. which was present in his previous releases and then also was subdued in terms of color yes which ashley very early on last month excitedly pointed out to me so I thought that that was also like musically like it was also very acoustic stripped down and did seem like a um follow-up to one of his first releases anyone else have any other thoughts on this release yeah as I was listening to this in contrast to the previous song we discussed I was like wow this is such a different way to approach a similar kind of concept desire yeah and I feel like it's because Jungkook is really trying to like pander to that western audience you know Mm. oh yeah for sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whereas Dio and the EXO members, they know that they're very, like, they know that their audience is in South Korea. And so that's how they're going to express it. That's a great point. That's a great point. I have my preferences. Not that one is better than the other or vice versa. They're just different ways to approach, you know. That's true. And the American audience is more used to raunchy stuff. And would, may generally find Dio style of approaching more, like for lack of a better word, like not as interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So. More niche. More, yeah. So, yeah, these two go really well together now that I'm thinking about Ashley. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think that the one thing, like, I thought the, I thought just as a closing remark, the entire album was really good and um, didn't show, was like, unlike, was unlike other SM albums where they really try to show different sides of the artist. I feel like this one was very comprehensive in terms of it showed one side of Dio that everyone knows and loves which is like the simple stripped down pop music. Like I could probably play this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on like at like a coffee shop and it wouldn't feel like you're moving from one side to the other. It'd feel like it flowed really well together. Whereas like in other pop albums, you have like a hard hitting song and then you have a ballad, right? In his album, we didn't actually get like a true, true ballad, right? But we got a lot of lo-fi like acoustic pop songs which yeah is true to what his one of his strengths are all right this is you know this my uh, people that are following idol talk pod know that this is my uh ultimate bias 
And I told Casey that I understand how she feels when when he came out with his first mini album. So I'm always super excited when he comes out with stuff. And I know that Ashley is too. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, Gabe is going to finish us off here. Okay. So going to switch gears a little bit. Uh, my recommendation for this time around is actually the debut of a new group that was formed by seven members of the Boys Planet show who didn't make the debut lineup. Um, and this song is called Trouble by Even. Even is a group that was formed by Jellyfish Entertainment. It's seven members, and it's made up of Keita, Park Han Bin, Lee Jong Hyun, Yoo Sung Un, Ji Yoon So, Moon Jung Moon Jung Hyun, and Park Ji Hoo. And they all got like 11, 12, 15, 16th. Um, and the lowest ranked person here got 41st on the Boys Planet show. Huh. Um, so it's like people who did pretty well, um, which is good because there were some really questionable trainees on that show. So if they had formed a group with like last place people, I would not have signed off on that. Yeah. Um, and so Keita, who I think is like the sort of, I don't know if they really identified a leader, but he's like sort of the de facto like leader because he's already debuted in the group before. He is under Rain's company. And then there's two trainees who are from Yuehua, and then four trainees who are from Wake One. So they are from different agencies. Yeah. And then oh. Jellyfish is the company that's managing this group. So I don't mm -hmm. know if it's going to be... I don't know if this is like a seven-year group or if it's just going to be like a temporary, like two-year kind of deal. But... um. Yeah, it's a different company that's running the group than where all the trainees are coming from. Interesting. So the song itself, Trouble, it was released on September 19th. And I don't the best way to describe it is that it sort of has like this really it has like a distorted, syncopated driving kind of beat that goes throughout the whole song. And I was kind of looking into what genre this was and people were saying that it was like a breakbeat influenced song or like a, a breakbeat more specific, yeah which is defined as like um like a fast syncopated rhythm using like repeated drum beat samples um i don't know that's just the musical <laughs> terms for it but that's fair <laughs> Yeah. The way I see it, it's just like a distorted kind of driving beat that goes throughout the whole song. Um, and so I was reading some reviews about the song and a lot of them were mixed. You know, there was one person who said that the drive, like at the beginning, when you first hear this kind of 
distorted beat it's like interesting because it's not something that appears in k-pop very much um but then after a while because it's just always there it really gets kind of tiring and so people were saying that by the end of the song they were like oh, okay this has gone on like too long um but i mean the song itself i think it's a typical boy group song they're talking about like how they're the trouble and like they're moving fast and like going places and there's like race cars and like in the music video and there's like people throwing papers and like you know just like explosions and things so it was kind of a standard release um i'm happy that these boys from boys planet got to have their debut moment mm -hmm. um and you know jellyfish is really kind of taking a risk with this music style and concept so i applaud them for that um but otherwise i don't think it was really a hit that's my that's my opinion like it was interesting and kind of different but i don't know if it was to the benefit of the group mm. interested to hear your thoughts actually i'll defer to you first yeah so uh, it, a it's interesting that this may be a temporary like the second temporary group that comes out of of boys planet because normally people just go back to their home bases and then mm -hmm. they create groups there or like i was totally expecting keita to make a comeback with cypher like what's going on with cypher you know like they're their rapper dude is on another with another group but yeah I'm curious to see how long their this group will be a group for um if the purpose of making this temporary group was to like continue off the hype of boys planet then they should have picked a different sound because <laughs> this song is just not what I expect from people from Boys Planet, I expect they're all very young. So right off the bat, I expect like young concept. You know, I think that the ZB1 concept, it was fresh. It was high teen. Like I just, I expect music that's kind of in line with what the show provided. Mm. Because those are, mm -hmm. that's the way that I've, I know these boys and so I want to see more of like those type of concepts in their future music and this was like it was very mature you know they're all in suits in some in some stages and I just I just miss like little boy con <laughs> like I, what is that what is that like concept called it's not called little boy concept like it's just like young concept yeah like the school like the school kind of age yeah tra trainee style right 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 happy not so aggressive right i thought the song was fine but i just prefer would have preferred a different concept like a rise concept yes fresh you know like if you're gonna de debut a new group, like make it fresh, make it something that can that has like lasting power. 
Would you say that ZB1's bloom was fresh? I think that it was an attempt to fresh. It wasn't hard hitting, but it also wasn't <laughs> fresh, right? You know, it it wasn't like new jeans, groundbreaking, you know, it wasn't. I think you're right in saying that it was an attempt to fresh. Yeah, I think it was an attempt. I think they really tried to... Um, to stay away from the pressure of hard-hitting boy group standard hard-hitting boy group release yes and they withstood that pressure as much as they could but then like one week before they were like well we gotta pull it pull it back a little bit yes in the in the standard direction but i thought it was a good attempt to fresh i think that it's it the song is not a skip it's one of those songs where like in bloom is one of those songs where if you have it in the background, like it's good enough to listen to and you just like, let it play, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this song, I don't know if there is like a mood, at least for me, where I would let this play. Mm, interesting. <laughs> I saw a review um, online that said, that this was like, I actually saw really positive things about this. And maybe that's because in general, people are pretty positive in general um, in K-pop. Um, but, or the fandom is going to be positive no matter what. But yes. I saw that people were saying that this was noise pop done right. Oh. Mm. And... I think it kind of captured how I was feeling. Like, again, I wouldn't say that it went right, but I didn't, I don't think that it went wrong. It it kind of sounds like structured noise pop. Yeah, like something went right with this noise pop, which is a very big staple mm-hmm. in the K-pop industry, right? So I was like, oh yeah, I was like, okay, definitely noise pop and it wasn't it worked to a certain extent what i personally listen to it again probably not but right i think it did work for some people because it was not just noise pop it was noise pop done right mm-hmm. in a way that itsy noise pop cake did not did not work for me and seemingly did not work for their their comeback reception. We haven't talked about that. I always bring up. I mean, if we're talking about um, noise pop, that is itsy. I'm sorry. I don't know. Itzy's, I'm just of the opinion that we need to leave noise pop in the past. I think so too. I mean, I think so. Like I think this, noise pop can like, work. It just usually doesn't. Yeah, and like after what, like they've like there's people who just like Itzy, for example, they just keep going and going and going with the noise pop, and it's not working. Yeah, and so another, at some point, another gotta, group I would move on. Yeah, another group I would say who has done the noise pop, who seems as though they're getting away from the noise pop, is Espa. A little bit oh, going away. God, a little bit going away. 
Yeah, because I their concept was cool when it came out, but now I mean like their future concept, it's it's not so prevalent anymore. You know, they have better things. They have like, spicy wasn't noise pop spicy. in my opinion. opinion. Right. Yeah. Right. But then their biggest hit was <laughs> a little Next noise level. pop. Yes. I know. I think noise pop had its time in place, but you guys are both right. I think it's time to move on. What do you say to the boy groups that are having a lot of success with with noise pop, like straight kids? Would people consider straight kids noise pop? That that's maybe that's my hot take. Is it not? No. Oh, okay. Um, I've listened I mean, to a straight lot of straight kids. Doing... They're doing well, but they're not like their songs don't chart on their yeah. songs don't chart. Their songs period. don't chart, period. But they sell yeah. mega albums. I know, but that's like every boy group, right? That's true. That's true. That's not necessarily an outlier. Yeah. I'm okay. I mean, we can have a... away from the we're getting away from the place where like album sales are actually indicative of like because they're quality. just yeah, because people will sell and sell and sell yeah so i think we gotta like more power to the fandoms that can buy up however many albums but if you can't get a song to chart then i think that should be the indicator at least for me that's the indicator i think we'll have a lot to talk about in this year-end roundup and we're getting there we're getting there okay Thank you to our hosts today for this for this interesting conversation. This um, we got a little bit of everything again, um, especially with the polarized attempts to find love for two of our soloists. Okay, um, we are on Instagram at Idle Talk Pod. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on all of our major podcast directories and streaming platforms. We also have uh, our email, idletalkpod at gmail.com, where you should feel free to send us any feedback or content requests. Lastly, we have our content directory, idletalkpod.uu.ai, where you'll see previous episodes categorized, including playlists, song recommendations, concert, and K-drama reviews, as well as information about us. And it could be found in the description of our episodes here. But um, until next time, we will be back with another episode next week. So we'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. Bye.